Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Help for You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. Always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello, and welcome to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, Why Continuous Improvement Programs Fail When They Do Not Have To, informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, links can be found on our YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as multiple favorite podcast platforms. If you'd like to receive notifications on when our podcasts have been uploaded, please like and subscribe. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abandp.com. Now let's learn a little bit about our guest today. Amy Lenius is a happily married mother of two boys and some animals. Chickens are her favorite. Don't tell the rest. She has a background in anatomy and physiology with a special interest in women's hormone health. Through her own journey, struggling with chronic illness and being in a constant state of survival mode and coming out the other side thriving, she's become dedicated to helping women find more health and happiness. Amy has a mission on her heart to help women and mothers everywhere dive deeper into their passions, purpose, vibrancy, and joy. She helps guide them into focusing on self-care and self-love so that they can learn what it feels like to give from a space of fulfillment instead of emptiness stress, and overwhelm, to give the best of them, not just what is left of them. It is time we normalize conversations around the fact that just because it's common for women to be in a state of survival mode, hormonal imbalances, and overwhelm doesn't mean it's normal, even though it's been normalized. She deeply believes that our internal and external environments work as a community, and one directly reflects the other. We can change our physical and mental health by making small, consistent, and aligned changes to both. Her mental and physical health changed when embracing this. As mothers, women, and entrepreneurs, it's time we dive into self-care so that it can ripple out into our areas of passion. So Amy, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. 
I'm excited to have you too. I know this is going to be a wonderful topic to have. Um, and before I get into the subject, though, I always like to ask the guests that are on the show to tell us a little bit more about themselves. So can you tell me more than just what I shared in your bio? And how did you get into studying this balance between motherhood and entrepreneurship? I absolutely got into it for my own selfish reasons. <laughs> it was my own journey combined with chronic illness and becoming a mother who wanted to dive into entrepreneurship. It all kind of came together in this beautiful way. I was struggling with my health and I needed to find new ways that were aligned with me and aligned with having small children that served me differently than the modalities I was using. So I had to become quite the advocate for myself, for my health and dive into different ways on how to survive and how to navigate healing my body and finding those different ways. I went to things like natural path. I started using more holistic remedies and, you know, things that weren't offered to me in my youth changed my life. And at that point I had a practice. I'm a RMT in British Columbia, Canada, and my practice was dedicated to women's health. Mainly I did a lot of pre and postnatal treatment, a lot of women's pelvic balancing and those kind of things. So I've always been interested in women's health. And I think because of dealing with my own hormonal condition, I have endometriosis. It's a ridiculous hormonal imbalance, inflammatory condition that causes all sorts of not so fun problems. And my practice, those coming together and me being able to find health and healing and a different mental state leading towards positivity and abundance and vibrancy all came together into what my life is now. And I deeply believe that if I can do something like that, other women can as well. So that mm -hmm. is what I have stepped into. I now have a wellness um, business that I help women understand that their environments affect their health. And we do a lot of detoxing externally, and we do a lot of detoxing internally as well. I do a lot of public speaking on women's health, which is my favorite. That's my absolute favorite, getting into groups of women and big groups of people and sharing stories and connecting together over our hormonal woes. And obviously the world changed a little bit in the last little while. I think a little bit's an understatement, but right. those rooms aren't available right now. Mm -hmm. So I was able to pivot into more online and doing my own podcast now as well. So it's just been kind of this beautiful journey that's all come together. Right. Well, and it's always interesting to see how things happen because often we don't plan to be business owners and things just kind of go into that direction and, and seeing how that happens. And making the best of what you can. And it's sometimes hard. And that's why I really wanted to have this topic today too, because as moms, we feel drawn, you know, to nurturing and taking care of our families. And then you have this business that you're trying to run and it's just sometimes a tug of war. <laughs> and so I it thought is. this was a fabulous topic to just really help women who are feeling overwhelmed and help them understand what they can do. So I'm so glad we're having this discussion. Uh, but Me too. Cool. Well, and I wanted to say, as we were talking about that, like obviously entrepreneurship can take a lot of time unless it's a hobby, which sometimes even it can have a lot of time, even as a hobby, but how can then the women prioritize taking care of themselves along with dealing with their family and work responsibilities? It comes down to your mindset around what self-care means to you. 
So if you think that you taking time for yourself is taking away from your business, is taking away from your children, from your household and from your family, then that mindset has mindset has to shift. That's the most important thing, because if you don't even believe that that's possible or believe that that's possible for you to take that kind of time, then you're not even going to start. You're not mm-hmm. going to start on that journey. So that's a big one. Understanding that it's actually the opposite. Self-care mm-hmm. and doing things that fill your cup actually ripple out and benefit your business. It benefits your family. It benefits your children. Having your children watch you chase your passion and your purpose and dive into your goals is actually a really beautiful thing for them to see. It doesn't take away from them. And the more you are filling yourself up with things that bring you joy and passion and purpose and vibrancy ripples mm-hmm. out when you know, I love the airline example, when a plane is crashing and burning, what's the first thing they tell you to do? You put your own oxygen mask on first, right? (laughs) Life is the same. If life feels like it's crashing and burning around you and you are in a complete state of overwhelm and one more thing is just going to put you over the edge, you have to dive into self-care. You have to dive into putting yourself first because that's what's going to put out all those little fires. Mm -hmm. It's so true. I've actually heard an example similar to where, you know, a lot of times moms think like I have to be taking care of my kids and handling all these things. And then my husband gets, you know, a little bit of time that's left over. But I had heard that if you are working on your marriage too, that's actually more for your children as well, because they see that you have a good relationship and they feel more secure. And so taking that extra time, if you're saying mommy and daddy are going to sit here for a little bit and you guys like go play. And I think sometimes it just takes us a little while to really understand that concept of it's okay to take time away and your kids are going to be okay. (laughs) It is. It shows them beautiful examples of healthy relationships, of healthy business practices, of all sorts of things. And even, you know, self-care is actually very important for marriage as well. It's important for you guys to Mm -hmm. learn to be stable and who you are as individuals to come together as a beautiful partnership to you. So it really does serve all areas of your life for you to be serving yourself and making sure that your cup feels full so that you're giving from that space of fulfillment rather than emptiness. And women do, Mm -hmm. women are so great at giving from that space of emptiness. We are, we kick butt (laughs) in that space of, you know, living in that realm of fight or flight, that sympathetic nervous system, that high cortisol stress hormone state. We do, we can do amazing things in that space, but I promise what you can do here will exacerbate times a million when you're doing it from a space of fulfillment in more of a parasympathetic state that rest and digest that moment of having some calm time and filling Mm -hmm. yourself up. Yes, you're doing great over here. I promise once you understand and know what it feels like to give from this space over here, you won't want to go back. Right. I'm still working on it myself too. And I don't have young kids anymore. Um, I do have two grandchildren and obviously I don't have to take care of them all the time either. I do get to see them periodically, but even for myself in the phase that I'm in, in my life, I think sometimes it's hard for me to be like, it's okay. Like the business is going to be fine without you having to take care of this right now. So I've been getting better, but I think no matter what age we are and no matter the age of our families, you know, it's still sometimes a struggle to actually say it's okay to like take time away and just do what you enjoy. 
Mm-hmm. It is. And we're all human. Like my self-care practice isn't perfect all the time, but what mm-hmm. I do notice is that I come back to it quicker when I notice mm-hmm. things getting, you know, the dips of life get less dippy when right. I come back to my self-care practice. It's a, it's balance. And it's one thing that's actually really hard for women as well as to take off all the hats that we wear. Mm-hmm. So not you as a mom, not you as an entrepreneur, not you as a grandmother, but you as an individual, you have to be chasing those moments of joy. The ones that bring you as an individual mm-hmm. moments of joy and moving on from there. So that's a whole practice in itself to dive back into what brings you joy as an, ind- as an individual woman. Right. And I know we're kind of starting to answer this question, but I don't think we've actually used the word guilt yet. So what would you say to a woman who actually feels guilty for not having enough time to give everything that's requiring her attention, whether that's her company, it's family, friends, church, social activities, like, you know, someone still feels guilty that there's not enough of them to give to everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would absolutely make a list of all of those priorities Mm -hmm. that are making you feel guilty. It's like spinning plates is a really good analogy. Here's your church. Here's your children. Here's your husband. Here's, and you're spinning all of these plates. And as you're focused on one, the plate is spinning really good. But because you're focusing on this one, these plates are starting to slow down. So you Mm -hmm. have to learn to prioritize which plates are the most important to you that you can keep spinning without them all crashing and burning. So making lists of what you're feeling, your priorities are that are maybe spreading you too thin realizing which ones are the most important, maybe scratching some off that aren't serving you that are maybe priorities that are not aligned with you anymore, but for some reason you feel like you still have to do them and write down why you feel like you have to do them. Maybe there's an outside pressure there. It's getting Mm -hmm. back to what aligns with us internally. And you'll find that there's a few staple things that align with you internally that are you as your individual's beliefs and goals and core values is a really good place to start too. What are your core values that helps you prioritize those as well? And, you know, see which ones you should be putting most of your effort in. And then the other ones, they're important to you. There may be people in your life you want to love on groups in your life that you want to love on, but maybe they don't need to be as important. And -hmm. if you can't make those things, and if you can't put as much effort into them, allow yourself to let that guilt go Mm -hmm. and know that when you have time and you have the space for it, you'll be able to come back to it. Right. And I think learning that it's okay to say no, right? Oh <laughs> my goodness. I think we feel yes. that we shouldn't <laughs> say no, but it's okay to say no if you're feeling you've got too much on your plate. It is. It is okay to say no if you <laughs> are spreading yourself too thin and there's a yes on your tongue that you wish was a no. I actually encourage you to practice saying no and practice mm-hmm. those boundaries. And when you say that no, fill it with something that either was on your top priorities, was in your core values, or something that's going to be self-serving so that you don't feel so empty and spread so thin when you are giving to those things. It can Mm -hmm. be, it can make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. I actually had this situation yesterday too, where I was on kind of like this planning meeting and it was just supposed to be like, I have a once a month meeting. I'm part of it, like a leadership team. And then they wanted to make some changes. So they're like, okay, so every week we're going to have a meeting then to discuss all of this. And, and finally everyone was like, what day is good. And I finally, I just said like, I don't mind reading all the notes and maybe attending once in a while, but I can't commit to anything else right now because I have so much on my plate. 
Um, so if you can just send me, you know, like the notes of the meeting, I'm happy to give my feedback, but I can't commit. And, and I think, you know, it was a little hard to do that too, because I know there was like an expectation that everyone there was going to be like, yes, we could do this, but I just have too much that is taking time. And I was like, I need to preserve some time for myself. Good for you. Actually, a language shift that really helped me was I can't versus I won't. So -hmm. when we say, oh, I can't do that, it kind of feels like it's outside of our control. But Mm -hmm. when we say I won't do that, there's something that that gives us a lot of control and that that's coming from us. And if we say I won't do something and it feels okay to say that, that's Mm -hmm. a really good place to start. Or if you say I won't do that and it doesn't sit well with you, that's another way to see like where your priorities and your values mm. really are versus mm-hmm. I can't because again, it's external, but if I won't right. feels good to you, I actually won't do that today. That's not a priority for me today. Mm-hmm. And that feels really good. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. That's a but great if I point. won't, doesn't feel good. <laughs> right. Hop right. in and see, cause there's a reason for that. That's really something that's mm-hmm. very important to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think as we all work through this, we have to feel comfortable with that and getting used to being comfortable. Like we might be uncomfortable at first making that change, but understanding like we could just work through that and get more comfortable at it. Right. It's a journey. Yeah. (laughs) I don't believe any kind of growth journey is just all uphill. There are Mm -hmm. so many dips and valleys and things, but as long as you have your goal up here and you're slowly making your way and adjusting when you need to, and finding what works for you and what didn't, that's what matters. Mm Mm-hmm. And a lot of us probably already know that we're in overwhelm, but maybe some people are kind of in denial. So what would you tell somebody are the signs that they are overdoing it? Uh, Well, if someone asks you to do one more thing and you start crying, there's that. (laughs) (laughs) But overwhelm to me is living in a state of your sympathetic nervous system of that fight or flight. And it's funny, our bodies treat stress the same whether we're running from a bear in the woods or whether it's our kids asking for their millionth snack of the day and you just mm-hmm. can't even. <laughs> we tr- our body treats it the same when we're in stress. It, it's keeping us in that survival mode. And when mm-hmm. we're in survival mode, a lot of functions in our body are less important than our core vital, like let's run from the bear functions. And so your digestion can be very slow. Your sleep can be very disruptive and sleep is very challenging. Your emotions are all over the place, especially if you're stressed, estrogen likes to kind of take over a bit. And when your estrogen's doing a bunch of this, like that's when you cry because your eyeliner didn't go on straight. Those are those Mm -hmm. moments. And so you just, it's that feeling of overwhelm. It's all of those things together. And, you know, and for women, especially if you're still in your years where you're having periods and things, your, your PMS and whatever symptoms you're having that are extreme coming along with that also shows that you're in survival mode and you might have a little too much stress going on. Mm. Wow. So why do you think then that it's normalized for women to feel that they need to be in this survival mode? 
Oh my gosh. Because we celebrate each other in that mode. We celebrate each other for how busy we are and how much she's taking on and how much Mm. I'm taking on in comparison to someone else. It's this whole culture we've created that women Mm -hmm. can thrive on three hours of sleep because they have a nursing baby. And they're also, you know, running around with two other toddlers, but they're also running the household and they're also giving to their church group and they're Mm -hmm. That sounds like madness to me. And it is. And certain aspects of those things bring us joy. They do, Mm -hmm. but it's also taking away so much from our core and our center. And it's just, it's because it's become so normalized. It's so Mm -hmm. common and normal. I'm going to use air quotes here because it's not normal (laughs) for (laughs) women to be surviving in that state of fight or flight in that high level of of cortisol and cortisol is our stress hormone. And I, I love, I mean, I'm a hormone women's health uh, advocate. So I love bringing it back to those kind of stages. But like, if you have heavy and long irregular periods, if you have a lot of migraines and headaches or heavy cramping, or even extreme PMS and things, those are all actual signs of a hormonal imbalance and that your body's in a high state of stress. And so how many of those things sound like just normal, Mm -hmm. normal things for women? Mm-hmm. But when I tell people yeah. that that's actually not normal, it's just common and that those mm-hmm. symptoms are not something that we need to deal with at all. It kind of changes their perception a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Cause I think it's true that everyone just feels like, you know, they just hear, Oh yeah, that's just what you're going to experience. Right. It's yes. just part oh, of those are just being normal <laughs> female problems. Oh right. my gosh. I could go off on a rant about that forever about someone telling me when I was younger <laughs> that these are just normal female problems. And then I got diagnosed mm-hmm. with a serious condition after years of fighting for that diagnosis. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's funny, but those are actually little red flags going off in your body. That's the, the fire alarm going off. There's a lot of fire alarms going off in your body. If you're having regular health issues, sleep issues, lots of emotions and stress. And I don't want to say emotions like a bad thing. Emotions are beautiful, but they're, you know, really (laughs) intense ones. Those are all just a fire alarm going off. And we can actually get back to trying to figure out where the fire is instead of continuing to shove towels over the fire alarm, trying to get it to shut up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a good analogy. Right. Cause I'm it works sure on many levels. Who've done that. <laughs> <laughs> it does. We keep like just trying to find ways to shut up the fire alarm mm-hmm. when yeah, really you put the towel or you take the battery out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're taking the battery out. That's some serious stuff going on yeah. right there. But, <laughs> uh, but there always is a core thing. There's something causing that alarm to go off within yourself mm-hmm. or even within your external environment. And your body's just giving you like a, Hey, we don't like this. Mm-hmm. So then what are some of the short-term things that women can do to start showing themselves some of this self-love and taking care of themselves? Find moments that you're doing. Maybe you're even doing them habitually that you do every day or want to do every day that are going to bring you joy. I I think a lot of women and people in general take on these big life changes too much all at once where it's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. For example, I love morning routines. I love that for women being able to get up before their kids and having a moment of proactivity versus reactivity as soon as she wakes up. But Mm -hmm. if I told you, okay, starting Monday, you're going to wake up at 5 a.m. and they're used to getting up at 7.30. Well, they're going to last three days, hate their life, crash and burn and never do it again. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But if we start 15 minutes earlier for a week, 
mm-hmm. sometimes even two weeks, then it's, then it's okay. And then you start mm-hmm. and then you add another 15 minutes. And there's so many examples like that for another one for me is I make having a hot tea, a very positive, joyful experience for myself. I'm very intentional when I pick out what mug I feel like using that day. I'm very intentional with what tea I'm going to have in that moment. And then I make sure I'm sitting and making sure I have time to drink it while it's hot. It can be Mm -hmm. something as simple as that to give yourself a little bit of a boost in the middle of the day, in the morning, to just Mm -hmm. have a moment for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that does seem simple, but it sounds really wonderful because I'm thinking back as you're talking about that, where I was like, oh, I remember the days where like I would be serving the food and trying to feed the kids. And by the time I sat down to eat, the food was cold. (laughs) Yes. Very common for moms. Same with tea (laughs) and coffee. Mm -hmm. How many times have you sat down finally to enjoy your tea and coffee and it's friggin' cold? Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I used to do that. I used to drink cold tea all the time. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I would drink cold tea all the time because I would make my tea and then do all the things that my kids needed. And then finally sit down for a moment and now it's cold. And you're like, "Eh, I might as well just keep going with my day. So I'm very intentional of that time. So anything that you do on a regular basis that you do to bring yourself happiness, to bring yourself joy with the right intention can be a deep self-care, self-love moment. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's taking those moments in the morning to wash your face, do some skincare or at night. Another good ritual is to give yourself a bit of time before you go to bed to do a little bit of a nighttime routine as you do it. Or if you shift your mentality of this is a pain in my butt, it's going to take away from me snuggling in my bed right now to this is a moment I get to take for myself. This is going to make me feel better. I'm going to feel better about it in the morning when my makeup has been washed off. It's about intention. Mm -hmm. So then what about some long-term things that women can start doing to invest in their self-care? Long-term, it's very important to understand that your external environment is a deep reflection of your internal environment and your internal environment is a deep reflection of your external environment. So starting to recognize what in your external environment isn't serving you. What kind Mm -hmm. of community do you have? Does your community have goals like you do? Do they, let's use the morning routine example. Do they celebrate you for your morning routine or do they make you feel kind of crappy about Mm -hmm. it? Like, why would you do that? Why would you put more stress on your body like that? Why would you, right? Those, right. Who's holding influence in your life Mm -hmm. is a really big one. Not that these people can't have their place, but again, it's like those spinning plates. Which ones are you going to (laughs) prioritize? Which ones are having you know, positive influence in your life. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and that's in health and finances and goals, all of it. And so long-term is definitely looking at ways that you can start creating success by cleaning up your environments internally and externally. Mm -hmm. And when you're talking like internally, is that like just thoughts, feelings, like all that, like, what would you actually describe in terms of internal? Like we probably all have a concept, but what is your definition? We do all have a bit of a concept, but it actually is, I think a bit of its own. I don't want to use the word epidemic, but it's the only thing that's coming to my brain that people don't understand their bodies at all. 
Mm. I mean, I have, I have a background in anatomy and physiology, and I found my love for understanding the body in that way through my schooling. But before that, I didn't have a basic knowledge of what my body needed, what it did, how it all works together. Um, I love obviously using hormones as an example, because that's my thing. But when we talk about hormones, we're thinking of one small area in our body Mm. down here, typically as women, Mm. but in reality, our whole body on the inside works together as a community. Your hormone health, for example, is absolutely your reproductive organs, but it's actually a lot in your liver, your gut health, how you're sleeping, what your mental state is. So understanding that your insides work together as a community. And if you're not sleeping, then your gut isn't working properly or vice Mm. versa. If your gut's not working properly, you are stressed and you're not sleeping properly, learning to let, like learning to leverage what your body can do for you. If it's given the right tools is a really beautiful place to start. Like learning to understand that you can boost the hormones that give you happiness, that give you joy and learning to train those to start doing more for you and learning tools to decrease those stress hormones so that those ones even have just like a chance to thrive. But yeah, Mm -hmm. learning more about your internal environment and how it can work for you, I think is a really great place to start, which is where I love helping people start is understanding Mm -hmm. that kind of dynamic in their bodies. So obviously, like you said, you've talked about hormones a lot and you were saying that some things are related to a hormone imbalance that we call normal. So if some women are feeling like this overwhelmed and stressed and, you know, pulled in all these directions, then do you recommend actually like seeing a doctor and seeing if there is a hormonal imbalance or do you suggest like just changing routine, seeing if that changes how you're sleeping? Like, what would you recommend to someone who's maybe feeling some of those and is not sure like what they need to do? Honestly, all of the above. It's hard. I mean, it depends where you are in the world too, what going to a doctor looks like. Um, But a lot of, let's just say Western medicine, their Mm -hmm. panel for when they do hormonal scans and thyroid scans and things is like this. And if you're like right here on the scale, they're not going to tell you you have low functioning progesterone and low functioning thyroid because you're well within range. So if Mm -hmm. you think that there is something going on inside you, you're right because we know our bodies better than anybody. Mm. It's very important to me that women start being advocates for their own body and understanding that we know if something's wrong and we can't let someone tell us, oh, all your things are normal. So you must be fine. So that's Mm -hmm. a very common response, depending on what kind of doctors you go to. So absolutely go to whatever speaks to you. But if you don't like the results you hear, I encourage you not to give up. I encourage you Mm -hmm. to go find more opinions. It took me going to a natural path and doing a lot of my own research and things to understand what I needed, but the natural path, their, their um, scans and their levels, there's scales like this. Mm -hmm. And even if you're on the low end of their scale, they'll tell you that. And Mm -hmm. so it's, it's finding what serves you and what, um, and just being an advocate for, if you don't like the answer, go find somewhere else. There's hundreds of Mm -hmm. modalities out there ready to serve you and your health and your needs. And so I think when we hear one thing, we tend to give up and just like, oh, well, this is just, I'll just live with this. This is just my normal. This is what I have to deal with. But, uh, you know, we need to start understanding that we deserve to feel better (laughs) and that we don't have to be 
dealing with the things that we deal with every day. You know, lots of women say, oh, it's normal for me to have a headache every day, but that, that hinders your life. Women right. are busy. We don't have time for that kind of negativity right. in our life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you are so worthy and deserving of finding out what is going to serve you. So there are people out there, practices, medicines, no modalities, even people just like me who are willing to share their stories with you and what worked for me. And maybe it'll work for you too, even just with mm-hmm. yeah, stress reducing practices and learning about what you can do to support your gut for your hormones and those kind of things. There are so many people out there ready to help you. You just have to be in enough conviction for yourself to find them. Mm-hmm. And someone could be listening and saying, well, this all sounds great. Like, yes, I know I probably need to add some self-care in, but you don't understand what I have to do mm-hmm. to like run my business and make sure I'm taking care of everything. And if I don't work, you know, so many hours a day in my business and then take care of my family, I'm not going to have this, you know, successful business and I dependent on it for my income. Uh, so it all sounds great, but I, I just can't because of, you know, what would you say to someone then who's in that position where they're just feeling that they can't really make those changes because mm-hmm. their business is, you know, requiring them to do everything. Yes. That that's another big one. As women, we have to watch for, we look and we see, oh, that's great for you, but that, that could mm-hmm. never work for me. I could never. Well, when you're diving into maybe even thinking about taking on these journeys, you have to ask yourself two questions. Do you believe it's possible to have these kind of changes? And then do you believe it's possible for yourself? Mm. Because lots of times those have two very different answers. And if you're talking like you just did, I encourage you to look at how much of a lack mindset you're coming at things and you're coming at things from a very scarcity mindset and having to control everything. We have a fear as women that if we don't have our hands in everything, it's going to fall apart. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for a lot of us, that's true. If we were to just let go in the moment, right. It's a, we have to slowly build those skills and build that up and build up confidence in others as well. When we can outsource what's not serving us, that they're going to be able to do that. I mean, a lot of people feel that way with their spouses. I know I do a lot of the times, if I don't have my hands in it, are you going to get it done? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Those are things I'm working on right now to let go of. And trusting that that's going to get Mm -hmm. done and that, you know, builds good relationships as well. But I, yeah, I encourage you to ask yourself. So in that mindset, in how busy you are, how are you feeling? Are you giving a hundred percent in these hours and hours you have to put into your business? Or are you maybe only being able to give 50% to everything that you're doing? When Mm -hmm. wouldn't it be better to take some of that time to fill your own cup, to get yourself feeling good so that maybe instead of six hours in three hours, like six hours of 50% in three hours, you're able to give a hundred percent of yourself because you are feeling so awesome and so capable and so full and present in this moment because, you know, life's not on fire. Right. It's funny while you were talking to about even, you know, is my husband going to do, you know, what I think, and I got to be involved. It just reminded me too, of things I've heard before where, you know, as moms too, we are so controlling of things in the household too, and making sure everything is done right, you know, and it's probably okay to let things maybe not always be what we think is right. Like if your husband dresses your kids and things that you're like, what were you thinking? Right. It's probably okay. Right. Or if they put the dishes in different 
then you think they should be put away in the dishwasher or the cabinets or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's probably okay. Like we just have to learn to like let some things go. Right. And that will probably help. It is. And those little things, those little ones are the best ones to practice on. Mm -hmm. Those are the best ones to practice because that it's like a muscle. You have to build it. And so if those are little things that you are allowing to hold way too much space, in your brain and allow way too much weight on your shoulders. And if it's things like, yeah, how the dishwasher got loaded or unloaded mm-hmm. or how your kids were dressed, those are perfect places to start practicing, to let that go, you know, take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Breathing is everything. <laughs> right. Take a deep breath in for four, hold for four, exhale for four, and then let it go. <laughs> right? <Exactly>. It's okay. <laughs> Literally have a dialogue inside your head saying, you know what? I could get upset about this, but is that going to serve anybody? Is it taking right. away from my kids and my husband's independence and adding to my stress? Does uh-huh. it need to? And let it go. It's hard. It's not easy. Right. Like I said, the journey's like this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But those are the perfect little moments to start doing that. Mm-hmm. Start small. Small, consistent action always leads to big change instead of one big leap that isn't sustainable. Exactly. So in this conversation that we've had, then if there's just like a takeaway that you want the listeners to get, I mean, we've had such great information and topics, but what is that one thing that you really would want them to take away from this discussion? One thing I would love for you to take away is that self-care is actually one of the most selfless things you can do. Switch your mindset in that self-care and moments for yourself isn't taking away it's giving so much more. It allows you to mm-hmm. give from that space of fulfillment, vibrancy, and love instead of lack and frustration and overwhelm. It's mm-hmm. life-changing to understand that self-care is selfless. <laughs> yeah. It's, and it's okay to take more than five minutes for yourself. Right? It is. Like, it mm-hmm. is. And some days maybe you only have five minutes, but take mm-hmm. them, take the five minutes, go lock yourself in the bathroom. If you have to <laughs> let the kids and the dog be at the door, but you know, that's not very <laughs> right. relaxing, but have a breathing exercise you do that you can do mm-hmm. in five minutes that in for four, hold for four out for four. If you can do that for three minutes, it's a huge difference in your stress levels in what it does for your cortisol levels. It can be a nice shift in your day. Mm-hmm but take those moments when you have them and create time to have them. Right. And I think as you were talking to one other thing I was thinking of is, you know, getting together with some other moms that are kind of in like your same situation where you can just talk about things you're experiencing and feeling that you have that support. Right. Because I think sometimes women feel like they're doing it all on their own. And so if you can have, somebody that you can reach out to when you're having that really bad day, like, you know, everything's going crazy and and you're just feeling like super stressed out that you can reach out to that person. And then when you can maybe even, maybe it's only once a month, I used to kind of schedule a mom's night out with a couple of friends once a month, we'd like grab dinner, or we might mini golf or whatever, but it was like, we all need to just be able to get away and have a little bit of fun. And that was always something to look forward to. It is. That's such a beautiful thing to do. I would, the only piece of advice I would give on that is if you're reaching out to someone, are they stimulating like Mm. your victim mentality and allowing you to be in that space? Absolutely. Have someone who will let you have a pity party because those are so important. We need to have them, but we need to have them as a measurement of where we don't want to be anymore. 
here's my pity party. Here's where I'm at. I'm going to use this to understand that I don't want to be here anymore and move forward. So these people that you're getting together with, again, even if it's just once a month, even if it's an online community of support and growth minded and the same kind of goals that you have, that is huge because they're going to listen to what you're going through and be empathetic, but then be able to offer encouraging solutions and things Mm -hmm. that are going to help you move forward instead of allowing you to stay in this space. Because of course you're so busy. You're so life is so hard for you right now. You know, absolutely just stay, you know, in this Mm -hmm. space because everything else is so hard. Why would you add on more by trying to, you know, don't let people do that to you. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So make sure it's the right kind of community because community has the most influence over us and more than I think we even understand. Right. And be that positive influence for someone else too. You know, so when someone calls, you could be like, yes, I totally understand it, but you know, what can we do to change it? Yes. I think that's good. Yeah. So, and that's how things change. Yeah. And this has been a great discussion too. And I know, again, it's not necessarily, you know, something that I often talk about on my show, which is more always often business related, but I thought this topic definitely is hand in hand, like, especially for the moms who are entrepreneurs, like this is your life that you're experiencing. So I'm so glad that you were here and sharing. Um, So I wanted to ask as we're coming to the close of the program, if you have an offer that you would like to share with the listeners. Uh, I do. I'm offering, I love tea. You might've noticed Mm -hmm. as we talked through here, I'm (laughs) offering free tea time connections right now. I love connecting with women and talking to them in this kind of space of overwhelm and hormone relief and (laughs) period symptoms and all of those things and and offering as much advice as I can. I love connecting and being a sound voice for someone. Like I said, that community of being able to empathize because my hormonal past is horrendous. So I can empathize with you, but also, you know, share with you what has worked for me and be a positive voice in this and a community for you. So I love offering tea times. We can do it over zoom, make ourselves a tea visit together. And those are always free. So, and I do that through Instagram usually. Okay. And so then how can they find you? What are your handles that you use for your social media? Typically on my Instagram is my most active social media where I share all my information and things. And it's just my name at Amy Linnaeus on Instagram and please reach out. We can have a conversation through there and maybe book a tea time and my podcast as well. My podcast is very much about self-care and why it's so important and how it ripples out into business and life and motherhood. And that's called the evolution of mom. Perfect. And if anyone is just listening to this on audio and is not looking at our description for the bio that we share, would you want to spell your name so they can find you? Sure. Amy Lenius, A-M-Y-L-E-N-I-U-S. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Amy, for being a guest on my show today. I really appreciate your taking the time to have this discussion with me. I think it's really, again, an important topic to really discuss, and I don't think it's always talked about as much. Yeah, I agree. It's something that women need to be able to step forward and normalize this kind of conversation because we all go through it. So we might as well support Mm -hmm. each other through it and learn to grow. Yeah. So thank you so much for having me and letting me share my heart and passion with you today. 
Well, I enjoyed the conversation. So, and I do hope as listeners that you're tuning in and finding this helpful as well. If you have any additional questions, be sure to reach out to Amy at the Instagram, a link that she shared, or you can send us a message at media at abandp.com. And would you please share our show information with those, you know, I'd greatly appreciate your support. I hope you can join us for next week's topic, high ticket mastermind groups as a business model. And please remember you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. And you can also find the podcast posted on multiple favorite podcast platforms, including Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to Biz Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday. Have a terrific week.